I'm David. I'm Michael. And we're the Sticky Bum Boys. Okay, so new series, new me. I've showered, washed my hair, and I promised to be an angel to all the bakers. David, it's hardly a new series. It was 10 years ago, and I'm outing you to the listeners. You have not showered. Well, good job I didn't wash my hair either then. <laughs> and more like a fallen angel. Expect the usual spiky comments from David, dear listeners. I, of course, actually am an angel, and I'll bring nothing but kindness, encouragement, and love. And probably a smidgen of lust. Well, that's what we're here for, to judge the baker's wares. Let's get on with it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so I did watch this, for full disclosure, a month ago. Because I like to be prepared. And I watched it five minutes ago. <laughs> I actually, this season, I think I might, I think I watched this season. So I think I do know it. Oh, I definitely watched this one. I remember this one. Well, I remember some of the people in it. Um, I remember Kimberly, and it's not a spoiler to say that she is criminally ignored in the edit. Just <laughs> absent. She's so talented and so brilliant and so beautiful, and she's not just not in the episodes at all. Is this just at the start, though, or is it because we know that she gets relatively far? Well, I, uh, he, ah, here's the thing. I don't know. I know who wins, but it's like with John Waite's season. I don't know the other two. Oh, uh, so I'm not sure I remember the other two in the final, but I remember I remember people that kind of get past a halfway point. Because I think, when I say I remember this series, I am not... You know when you're watching it and then it brings back memories? I'm not getting that from the yeah. early episodes. But I do think I remember quite a lot from halfway onwards. So my prediction, having watched the first couple of episodes, is... That we know the winner. I'm not going to say their name, just in case. Uh, just in case someone finds out. It was 10 years ago. In the final four, who do you think it will final be? Final four, Kimberly, Ruby, Francis, and I think maybe a Christine. Hmm. Oh, oh no. Or Robert. I'm not sure I know, right? Like, I remember a lot of things, but I just... Howard kind of gets in my but head. I think but he I was d- iconic. I don't think he, like, not all iconic contestants make it to the end. Case yeah. in point. <laughs> uh, we won't be doing, like, a full dive on who these people are and what their jobs were, but we'll do that on our only plans. This week was Cake Week, and this year they have 13 bakers, which means at any one point they might kick out two. We don't really care about that necessarily. Was this one and our one the only two years that had 13? I think so, yeah. I think I think we are. But when do you think is the best week out of all of them, out of 10 weeks, if they're going to kick out two, when should they do it? I think they should push it for as long as they can because at the start, it's like, great, whatever. Mm. Like, as it's as you're getting to love the people more and there's fewer people, it's even bigger if two people go I think week. semi. Yes, quarter like, or semi. Because the semi's normally, no offence to all semi-finalists, quite a boring episode because you don't have the excitement of the final, really. 
and like it's just like a bit of a uh, episode but like if you hold it till then if yeah. you can hold your load right till the end you're gonna get a you're gonna get a real result from that you don't want to do it on week seven because there are the week seven elite and probably yes. two people can't fit into a week seven elite club. no well <laughs> i should have seen my last week um right the signature was a sandwich cake in two hours and did you know, you probably do know, that a Victoria sponge doesn't exist. It's actually a Victoria sandwich. Yes, I did know this. Victoria sandwich you cake. You said Victoria sponge last week then, should you? Well, sorry. It's just because of Victoria sponge the drag queen. Oh, Victoria scone, do you mean? No, Victoria scone. <laughs> I was Victoria sponge. I've just remembered when yes. we were drag <laughs> yes. What's great about this is, having just watched the most recent series... Now you really can see how they they did bring it back to kind of the early series because yeah. this feels very much like the series we've just watched. Having a, a sandwich cake is brilliant. It's really good. It was a really good challenge, actually. I really enjoyed it. Although, of course, when there's 13 bakers in two hours, you don't get anybody. I've written down Kimberly entirely absent. Which, like We didn't find out what she was doing until the very end. Robert wasn't there either. Um, there wasn't many things. Many, many of the bakers, you just didn't hear anything about them. And I mean, it's just too many. Like, Because it's one thing, it's interesting to know because we don't watch the series now, the episodes, as a normal person. We watch them as podcasters. Oh, right. And okay, we have sure. to try and like keep everything and like write everything down. So like, it is interesting. Yeah, you couldn't catch everything that was going on if you were just watching this normally. No, I did catch, though, that um, Toby, within four minutes, had lost his thing. Had he? Yeah, bless him. I think he found it again, though, But because he, he managed to make um, a nice carrot cake, did our Toby. You know, I'm not sure Toby found anything again this whole episode. <laughs> no, but Paul did say he was packing. Really? I think he meant about his cakes, but whoever knows. Well, maybe he was talking about his cakes. Toby did fairly well, I thought, but not particularly kind of standout-ish. Who, who stood out for you? And why was it Francis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Francis's was amazing. I'd forgotten how creative Francis was. So Francis made a giant jam sandwich, literally. Like her cake was shaped like bread and she made a sandwich which is just inspired i was gonna say she's such a crafty queen but it doesn't look crafty it looks like no. it's come from a, she's basically a shop window display person yeah. she makes everything to such a high standard and when i say everything i mean all the extras yeah yeah what who stood out for you who was your favorite like who's what the bakes you wanted to eat i really liked the idea of ali's I love Ali. And he was doing a rose and pistachio cake with a lychee buttercream, which for me, I know people say that I like all the floral flavours. Uh, he didn't know whether he should cream the top. He did ask that question. Normally the top has to ask that question, I find. Exactly. What does a lychee taste like, please? Oh, I mean, it's one of those things, actually. I'm not sure you could say apart from it tastes like lychee. It's a bit melony. Mel so, I, so I've never had one. Oh. Never, because... Oh! <laughs> because when I used to work at the... Uh, the Royal Shakespeare Company, they used to use lychees as eyeballs. And so when someone had their eyeball popped out, it would be a lychee and then they'd like smear it over the windows, whatever whatever it was. And it's kind of turned me off the the concept of lychee. Well, whenever I have a lychee in my mouth, because you peel the skin off and then you pop it in and it's all soft and smooth. Well, you peel the skin I... back and pop it in. Well, that's, I feel like it feels like what a testicle would be like if you peeled the scrotum off and had the, just the testicle in your mouth. I don't think you'd have to peel it. you just kind of cut it and it go... Wouldn't it? Yeah, just yeah, do one. Well, you could peel or you could cut. But anyway, <laughs> it is very... Bit, try one. Next time we're going to get some and you can try one and you'll see what it's like to have just a testicle in your mouth. Just. Just the one. Not the scrotum. <laughs> I also thought that the flavours of Lucy's one sounded delicious. It was cardamom sponge with a rhubarb fillet. Rhubarb, as you called it. Sounded, oh. That sounded delicious to me. Michael liking a cardamom sponge. It just, I, my friend, when I first started liking cardamom and found at first a bit intense, mm. it was actually a cardamom, a cardamom cake my friend made and put loads in. Now I love it. And I love the fact that she talked about it being citrusy because actually mm. when you put a lot of cardamom in, 
even before you put something like lemon in, which you do a lot, it already has like a citrusy kind of taste. Yeah, cardamom is quite like a zesty spice. Like it's got that kind of slight floral, slight kind of zesty zing to it while it's still got the earthiness of it. Glenn made a massive Victoria sandwich immediately after Mary said she didn't want to see anything too massive. And then Paul said, that's massive. Looks quite awkward. I do think big things can look a bit weird. Yeah, but also Paul does quite like them big, doesn't he? Apparently, so quite a size queen. I think we find that out later. Um, This season, we do also have Ruby Tando, who we both love. I love Ruby. Do you know what, though? I remember when I watched, because Ruby is an incredible Mm. activist, writer, etc., etc. But on the series, I remember finding her slightly... I I didn't love her, and I can kind of see why. There's like a slight kind of... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she's so young, but she's quite moany. I think you're wrong. That's okay. In this? The, you yes. didn't think she was money in this episode? Not at all, no. Oh, right. I and what a boring world money. it would be if everyone was right. Um, I thought her ch- flavours sounded delicious. Rhubarb and custard with uh, creme pat um, sounded delicious. She got quite upset during this challenge. She got quite stressed, I think. And then she was lifting her whole cake onto her stand with just her fingers. Yeah. I mean, this what rhubarb and custard. If I don't know if Americans or other people in the world have this, but they're an amazing sweet we have in the UK. Yeah. Because it's that perfect balance of sharp and then like the creamy sweet custard. I think Ruby was the one obviously cried in this one, but everyone that like, you were seeing, you forget in the first oh challenge, gosh, yeah. as people are piping, you can see like the shaky piping tip and things because people are nervous like, in this one. Shaky tips everywhere. They were all cutting their <laughs> fingers as well. So R- Lucy, Ruby, Christine and Howard all managed to cut themselves because those sharps are knives. Those sharps are knives. <laughs> well, those sharps are knives. I actually got scars from a butter knife because the butter knives are really sharp because I used to cut blocks of butter into my hand. That's how I normally cut butter, but they were so sharp. And you can see because when you do like a little tiny cut, they give you like a single blue plaster. They don't really talk about those. When people savagely cut themselves, they have to use like bandages and have like loads of the blue plasters. And a few of them were really cutting themselves. So there was BB this week. Was there? Did you watch the BB? Did you skim straight through it? Yeah. Um, It was, they were talking about promenading which apparently was when people went on walks as dates, like in the pandemic. And then the girl would then make a courting cake, which was meant to show off her domesticity. So she'd make like a shortbready base and then she'd put cream and strawberries and then put a sponge cake on top. Oh, I did see this. One thing I love about the BBs is how badly they do the bakes. The cream was so So curdled. I wrote boke. I put boke next to it. So curdled. Really, really bad. Please, this is going on television. Yeah. And it wasn't the most interesting BB, so let's move on. The technical was a angel food cake topped with whipped cream and drizzled with lemon and passion fruit curd in two and a half hours. What do you reckon? It's a good one. It's it's technical. So technical bake is a technical bake. But... I don't like angel food cakes, do you? I don't know if I've had one. I know how to make them, but I don't know if I've had one before. They're quite, because there's no fat, basically all flavour, it's all just a texture. And my issue is then people often do this and just do, oh, it's just got a little bit of cream on it. It's like, there's no flavour. Yeah, it's quite a difficult technical though, because if you don't know not to grease the tin, it needs to kind of climb up the sides of the tin. That's how it rises. But if there's butter, it's going to try and latch on and just slough down again. And I think half of them, ended up greasing the tins and that was a bit of a i think it was even more than half it seemed that most of them did because i guess if you've not done it before you would think to do that you would never not grease a tin but people some people lined them not with just butter but sugar yeah i've never lined a tin with butter and sugar before have you done that no i would have thought it would make the cake too brown on the edge well i'd have also thought the the sugar might caramelize and then go sticky yeah really stick yeah but i don't know apparently that's what toby was intending to do but then he did it with butter and salt (laughs) instead um which wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, and then taking oh, it out. Was oh. that when he did it? I was getting confused with this because I was thinking, 
if he put salt in the cake, surely the cake would never have worked. So it was the salting on the a salted exterior. Ah, that yeah, makes sense that's now. What they call you sometimes. So, and also when they're when they're kind of cooling it, they have to turn it upside down and just let it kind of drag itself out rather than tapping it on the bottom um which if you don't know how to do that either that's a challenge as well so it's quite a good challenge i thought because there were clear moments where it could go wrong which you should sort of probably know most of them seem to get the cooling right but the thing is if you've got the cooling idea correct but you greased your tin mm. it's not going to slowly come out anyway it's just going to fall howard out. did say if it's taken out while it's warm the slope to the side Mm. Mm. So 13th was Toby, bless him, Salty Toby. 12th place was Ruby. 11th place was Ali, who is the fashion icon of the series, by the way. Then 3rd was Christine. 2nd was Lucy. And 1st was Robert. And Robert said it with glee. Quite the moment to be the top in a group of 13. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you need a lot of energy Depends as well. on the other 12, doesn't it, I suppose? It was very dark once they finished that first challenge. Like it was black outside. So they've clearly been baking for a really long time. Baking for a long time, but also, as we keep on telling people, the judging when mm. there's 13 people goes on forever. So the showstopper was a chocolate cake with at least two types of chocolate to decorate in four hours. I think that was quite a good challenge. Yeah, again, simple. It's giving them the chance to do what they want to do. People can do more if they want to, or they can do less. It's up to yeah. them. Francis everything labelled. Like, Sue went over and was like, she'd literally labelled every bowl. Do you think she did that at the start of the challenge or was she allowed to do that before the challenge? What do you mean by labelled? Like, every bowl had a sticker on saying, like, for chocolate sponge. But it's like, literally, even little bowl. Yeah, every single thing on her counter was labelled. How is that helping? Surely, just, just, if you have four bowls, you you use four bowls. Yeah, I don't know. And like, well, there was, there was small bowls. I think so she knew to use the small bowl and this. It did seem a bit strange to me. But yeah, my main thing was, I wonder if she was allowed to do that before. Hers were nutty. So it was walnuts, almonds, and hazelnuts in kind of a marbled pattern. And then she had a hidden chocolate hazelnut squirrel in the top of, like, in her top log, as it were. And she made little squirrel biscuits, and one of them had... I just love the fact that often you think that, like, oh, the bakers are trying to be a bit controversial, whatever. But actually, it seems to be in this, it's Mel and Sue that always push it. And uh, Mel came over and made her put some balls on the squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> I love those two as a pair. So for this challenge, I thought it was quite tense. And Mary did say at the beginning that she was worried people might try to fit too much in. Has that been a problem for you before? No. No, no you famously <laughs> keep, keep things paired back, don't you? I think this one, like we, so we're saying in the first part that it's very nerve-wracking. Often, mm. your nerves have settled slightly, obviously not totally, but settled slightly by the second day. This one, it felt really tense still yeah. into the second day. Well, I think they all kind of realised how much it mattered. They felt like this year felt like quite a similar batch of bakers to our year, where it kind of they get swept up in the emotion of it and get carried away and, and stressed and excited and nervous and all those things felt like they bubbled to the top a lot. Like just coming off the last season, it didn't feel really like many of them were in, Christy was in that place, but actually not many of the bakers were that bothered. Do you know no. what I mean? That was yeah. quite nice. Or seemed like it. That's and this, true. I mean, when you talk about the nerves as well, like there was more cutting and quite serious cutting. Like there was more and more people with bandages and holding their hands up. And... It was like a walking wounded by the end. <laughs> um, so Ali was making chocolate raspberry and passion fruit cake, which I thought sounded delicious. But then he put the passion fruit seeds in. Oh, it's because in the first one, we didn't see this bit, but he mentioned that in the first one, he'd used passion fruit and they basically said, why didn't you include the seeds? So then he thought, I'll put them inside in a cake. A cake. In a cake, ooh. Also, what I loved about his was, when the Tom Hovey illustration came on, it said, with some chocolate butterfly decorations on top, and there was one on the picture. So, okay, is that because that's what the final one was like? Because he broke all his butterflies and just managed to get one Very solitary butterfly. That. He was also putting fresh raspberries in. 
uh, into a cake. And they normally, if you put a fresh raspberry in, the heat makes it just go to mush. Yeah. So I would always put a frozen one in because it kind of holds its shape. But sadly, I wasn't in the tent in 2013, so I couldn't help him there. Didn't look great. It, it, it probably looked better in practice, but it was a really lovely cake, I think. Yeah, I really liked it. Who else stood out for you? Um, I did really like Ruby's, the idea. I think Ruby's didn't Ruby, look... Ruby, 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 Ruby. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Hers didn't look spectacular, no. but chocolate and ginger, if you can get the balance on that correctly, which she did, according to the judges, it was very good. When she was doing it, it wasn't looking great. Um, she said it didn't really matter. Then Sue was like, well, someone will gaze upon your produce. Oh. Did someone gaze upon your produce in the tent? Not with enough compliments. <laughs> Um, I don't know whether you remember, but in week... Fa- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kimberly, again, absent, but I did write down what she'd made, which was a chocolate, raspberry, and rosemary cake. Mm. That's, I've never put chocolate and rosemary together, but I think that sounded delicious. See, why didn't they focus on that more? Because I didn't even notice that. Overall, it was very busy in the tent. It was quite hard to kind of follow who, who was doing well and who wasn't. Who was the standout people that after the episode you thought, ooh, overall, they were ones to watch? Robert. Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing at Robert? Uh, just because he got Star Baker, so it's a bit, bit of an easy oh, one. Yeah, hadn't got but, that yet. Um, Robert, his cake looked perfect. That's the thing. So they went a bit on his decorations. They were talking about them. They were quite basic, but I guess because other people's weren't that great, maybe. But his actual sponges looked delicious. He's also a spaceship designer. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought Francis really stood out to oh, me. Oh yes, just from yeah. the creativity. And Kimberly, just because of her absence, Fra- which I Fra- won't get over. Frances looks like it's kind of like, it looks like she's in like week five already. She's doing mm. things that are such a high standard. Howard's looked really good with the shards of the trees oh, yeah, and yeah. the little polar bear. His looked really, really And nice. a bear made out of modeling chocolate. Yes. And I like the fact that he did kind of like more of a loaf kind of one to keep the cake quite simple and really focus on the decoration. But his looked really good. I don't like modeling chocolate. No, it's not. It's like plasticine and it doesn't, you can't mm. eat it. No. Toby... I mean, his talk about calamities, it was just getting from... He, he tried to... a tiered cake, so he did try something different. So everyone else did a one one layer, but yeah. he went for two tiers. He was doing a 10-inch and an 8-inch. Which do you prefer? Eight. Eight. Yeah. My Genoese was a 10. Oh, really? Both out in of mo- 10 and, <laughs> and in inches. I think I would also choose an 8 if I had the choice. He cut both his thumbs, so yes. he was basically an ape, had no disposable thumbs to Dis- work Disposable with. thumbs. Do you mean opposable thumbs? <laughs> opposable thumbs. Well, they clearly were disposable because he were, lost both of them by that he point. He disposed. <laughs> and he wasn't... You could actually see from the start of episode 1... It seemed like he was not really enjoying himself. It's like someone had forced him to go into the tent. Probably had. And he was hating it. So, yeah, his was a bit of a mess. It was overbaked as well. So it's not that it just looked a mess. His cake textures looked horrible. He had a bit of a mess. So leaving the tent that week was Toby. And Rob was the winner, which I think was well-deserved. Yeah. You know when Toby went, there's always the melon sue sandwich where they give the hug. Oh, yeah. Mary walked up while he was in mid-hug and ruffled his hair, which was very strange. Very weird. Phew, 13 was a lot to fit in one session. 13 would be a lot to fit in six sessions. Especially since we heard from Paul this week that bigger is better. Quite the size queen. But anyway, there's only room for one taste test this week and it comes from Ellis. They say you should always eat kiwis with their skin on. Hmm, this is the first fruity taste test we'd had. We'd love a fruity one. Are we team Ellis or not? You decide. But then we decide and tell you if you're right. That's how this works. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, it's us. Did you miss us? It must be difficult being apart from us for those precious seconds spent listening to various people flogging their wares. Speaking of which, have you heard about our OnlyFans? It's our exclusive page where you can get loads of bonus behind-the-scenes tea, which we are absolutely not allowed to do on the podcast. Not just that, but we also share ad-free episodes, recipes, chats with special guests, and loads more. And this could all be yours for the price of a chocolate orange a month. Just pop over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to find out more and join in on all the fun. Right, the flogging is official over over i was just getting started <laughs> kiwi fr- i'm i'm a chopper kiwi in half and like scoop out see i don't eat kiwis because of the admin <laughs> there is quite a lot of admin can't be asked. if it's not soft enough as well if it's too soft it's just horrible if it's not soft enough you can't scoop properly yeah but it's too hard that's also bad but i'm not eating it with a skin on i'm not chomping that like an apple yeah my grandpa does that I mean, it's probably good for your fibre, but you've got pills for that. It's like the, the teeth, the texture on the teeth will be horrible. I don't really like eating the skin on anything. I don't like eating fish skin. No, I'm not, unless it's really crispy. But fruits, do you not like eating? I don't like eating melon skin, but that would be well, I don't horrible. peel my apples, but like, that's the only one really there is, isn't it, with an edible skin? Pears. Oh, I eat the pear skin. Peach, nectarines, I don't, plums. Not mass, a peach, peaches are too fairy for me. Is this an interesting podcast content? You don't like a peach? Well, I like some peaches. Um, I'm going to say jail. Sorry to Alice. Sorry, Alice. Okay, so last week you had a disaster. I mean, yours was quite a, a major disaster. You actually broke a rib. I did. How is it feeling now? Do you know what? It's feeling a bit tender, but I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting better. The patient's improving. You don't mind if it's tender. So 
my disaster this week wasn't actually David, that... we're not going to swing past this. You need to leave a space for this thing, which you recorded beautifully last week. Oh, I Here totally forgot about that. Disaster of the week. Ah! Okay. I, mine isn't as bad as yours, but this week I took Kai out for a walk, my dog. And <laughs> not th- your husband. <laughs> this is a poo story and it's not my poo, but Kai, he does this thing. I don't know why dogs do it, but we're in the park and then suddenly you saw he's got like a smear mark over him. Ooh. And oh. he, as he came up close, you could already smell it. It's because fox poo. I don't know if people live in cities that are foxes, but fox poo is so pungent and he'd rolled in fox poo. But Kai is a very, very nervous dog. Actually, Kai was loving you today. He was. He's very nervous normally when he sees people, but he was loving Michael. He was giving him a good sniff in the crotch. <laughs> and he, yeah, is so nervous that when we took him to the shower, first of all, he wouldn't even come into the bathroom. So then we took him in, and basically, I had to take all my clothes off and get into the shower with him, which then I basically... You could have left, left your clothes on. No, because I was in the shower. There was all the water coming down, so I got yes, soaked. you can wear clothes and get them wet. Oh no! Well, I can't be, that would that would have stressed me out way more than not having clothes on because I was just getting covered. And we also had this special fox poo shampoo, which gets rid of fox poo. Smell. So you so you were also covered in fox poo in the situation. I I ended up because yeah because Kai was like trying to jump out of the bath and I was trying to grapple him, and so we ended up both covered in basically fox poo. And he's a multi dog. There was hair everywhere. It took about an hour to clean up. No, I don't. This is why you shouldn't get dogs. What I like about cats is that cats walk themselves. They take themselves to the toilet. And you don't need to give them constant attention. And they're self-cleaning. Are they? What do you mean? Well, like, I mean, not, <laughs> they don't just... Oh, right. they clean themselves. <laughs> they, clean, they sit for an hour and clean themselves. I was so confused. I was like, I've had Hazel for 18 months. And I, can't, I don't think I've noticed that before. <laughs> I should start cleaning. Right. Anyway, onto the inbox. The inbox starts, actually, <laughs> not recovered. with a message that my friend sent me called Chelsea. Uh, and she said, Chelsea you- Handler. Yes, Chelsea Handler. And she said, have you seen this? And it was a link to a rubbish publication. I'm not even going to mention it because it's obviously so rubbish. No one even cares. Daily Mail. Basically, it wasn't the Daily Mail. <laughs> it was worse than that. Because they'd ranked the 13 series, because it wasn't including the one that's just gone, from top to bottom. Oh, no. Where did we come out? Number 13, season right 10. at the bottom, was season 11. Who was that? That, that was, was after Peter's. Us. Peter's, yeah, yeah. Basically, the person no said comment. it was because of the, because of the racism. Um, <laughs> what num- racism? Uh, was that the week they did Japanese week oh, and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, the racism. And then they had, number one was season six, which is Tamal's season. I love Tamal. And Nadia. Yeah, and Nadia. And number, uh, season four that we're doing now was number six on the list. So they were kind of midway. Were that was okay. Number 10 was season 10. And what she wrote was... Boring winner. Neither... <laughs> <laughs> What she wrote was, neither here nor there, season 10 is one of the most unmemorable seasons of Bake Off, and it only technically earns its top 10 spot because other seasons were actively worse. <laughs> actively? <laughs> Sad. Actually, she wrote something nice about me after that, but I'm not even including that. Be- do you think that's accurate? I don't think we're one of the best seasons. No, but I don't think... Because mm. there was the BBC before us, and that was how many seasons? Seven or six or seven? Six. Six. So there's automatically going to be six ahead of us. I don't think all the BBC ones. Are I was chatting better. to. Oh, I won't name them in case they don't want me to name them. But I was chatting to somebody who was on a fairly recent series, and they were saying that they they've kind of got an they've kind of agreed within their group of people that their series was kind of in the trough of Bake Off, in that like it was on it was on its way up, and then it kind of really dipped for a couple of years, then came up again. And uh, I think we were either just before the dip, or we were like just in the dip, if you know what I mean. Like I think the year before us with Rahul was sort of like pretty much fine 
and then it started to go down a bit before it, it is coming back up this year particularly because of Alison but like I don't think we were I don't think we're really an iconic season of Bake Off no I, my thing is it's not that we're like iconic or non-iconic obviously this is a clickbait article because I think that people have what you realise is that people have their own favourites because yeah. we get messages all the time like I have people that say they rewatch hours all the time like hours is their favourite season and you just presume that people are going to say that for every season yeah. maybe there'll be one or two that are particularly bad and normally watch those again but I think it probably is individual taste I do think we are one of the only seasons that ha- that it was and is so close yes like I, I think that is something that is unique about our season it doesn't make it good or bad but I think it is unique that we're all really friendly anyway thanks for sending me that Chelsea made my day <laughs> Um, next question is I've actually got some shorter questions because you know when we get the ones in the inbox they're quite long people wax lyrical but when they come through on Instagram they're quite short so these are from Instagram so Daniel oh yes Daniel oh we've had Daniel before Daniel hello Daniel Daniel which baker from any season bar Liam do you think would make the best GBBO judge judge ooh the problem is I've not watched many. Now, if we're thinking of a season, if we're thinking of a presenter, that would be the someone that can't bake because they can't bake. So that'd be savage. But judges, but who it, it has be? to be someone that's good. Name their names, <laughs> Elena. But <laughs> if <laughs> she, oh, she would be like no, there she'd was, be you, so hard. And you to wouldn't control. be able to shut her up. If we're thinking of a judge, though, they have to be good, but they also have to be quite. I think Christelle charismatic. Oh yes, Christelle. Because be she'd have a laugh. She'd be supportive. She'd be fun. She'd be interesting. She loves trying new things. And what she wouldn't do is the oh, I don't, I've never heard of that. That sounds disgusting. She'd be yeah. like, oh wow, what's that like? And like she's like she's really cool with that kind of stuff. I was thinking Tamal because I just want to see him on TV again. But mm. I don't think Tamal. The thing is, a lot of bakers are too nice. Because I think as a judge, it's not you don't have to be the nasty judge, but you still have to be able to talk straight and yeah. say and Liam great. is quite good at that I think actually to be fair to him but yeah my vote's Christelle I'll say Christelle as well right the next one is from Akbz. oh yes it's just a lot of letters <laughs> why do they show people licking their fingers while cooking doesn't this gross anyone out no because I do it at home yeah I do it at home I, th- I find it funny when people watch this but I was talking to the producers of Bake Off once and they were saying this is the most difficult thing for them with the edit. Yeah. Because when they get complaints, yes, when they do Japanese week, Mexican week, they get quite a number of complaints. But by far the most complaints, if there's anything that seems unhygienic, they get loads of complaints. Yeah, I remember in our first week, Steph licked her fingers once in the thing and she got like a whole lot of shit on Instagram. Oh, you're having a big yawn there, Alex. We're boring you. <laughs> uh- <laughs> 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 but yeah, she she got loads of shit because she licked her fingers and everyone was being really mean about it. And I was like, everybody at home licks their fingers. Everybody. Yeah. And in the tent, you do like, we. I've talked about it before. Like I was licking bits of fondant to stick on my cake because time oh, is going. I didn't do that. Everyone sucks the end of their tips. You suck the end of your pipe. I do bag. suck my tips, but not in the tent. <laughs> so in the tent, I was very careful. And like often you're wash- you are washing your hands fairly regularly in the tent. Like it's, we're not being gross. It's absolutely fine. But yeah, I, I don't get that whole thing. So I'm like, it's not a big deal. It is home baking. And the way the setup is home baking, it's not a professional kitchen. You're running against time. So it's going to happen. By the way, did Alex cover his mouth when he yawned? Alex did not cover his mouth when he yawned. Oh, very rude. Disgusting. Well, it's fucking one of his. <laughs> like, that is a reference. Just in case anyone someone doesn't get it, that is a reference. I think we're being mean to Alex again. Uh, I'm sitting on the floor in solidarity with Alex today. The sun is like right into your eyes as well. Can you see? Do they look beautiful? No comment. Well, well, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Michael. Um, just simple, yes, just to build me up. Um, next question is from Ellen. What is something you wished you had gotten to bake in the tent that you didn't? Ellen DeGeneres. Um, 
Oh god, she's cancelled, isn't she? Is she uncancelled? I mean, after that Dakota interview, that was the end when she was like, "Actually, you were invited, Ellen." Have you seen that? No. Oh, pop culture, David. Um, what would I like to have made? Oh, well, you made everything, didn't you? So this has to be me. No, no, but I think it just means any bake, any bake that you would like to have made in the tent. It doesn't have to be one that oh. was missed. I would like to have done a set of Florentines because I've got a really good Florentine. You recipe. did make Florentines. No, but as like the signature bake, where it's sure. just what you're being judged on. I would have liked to make an opera cake. Ooh. Because I've got like a really lovely like orange and pistachio one that I can do. And I would have really enjoyed making that. I mean, it's, I also find opera cakes quite therapeutic because it's like layer, 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 layer. And then when you trim off the edges, oh, it's stunning. So I'd have liked to have done that. Instead of a Sarawak, which was layers and horrible. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, famously I was evicted that week. What about crumpets? I would love to do a crumpet. Oh no, I hate making a crumpet. They get stuck in the ring. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's exciting, but I would, I'm quite Do you lube your ring? Yes, yeah. Oh, I don't it. think I lube my ring properly. Well, you've got to lube your ring. <laughs> Famously. Oh, and bagels. I, I'm quite good at bagels. I would have liked that. Um, I actually had a really good recipe for like a toffee apple pecan pie that was going to be like a carousel that I was going to make in pastry week the following week. Oh, and a tart tatan that was like autumn, curried autumn vegetable tart tatan. Can we just say, both Alex and I have tried Michael's tart tatan. Not a euphemism. It, <laughs> it is delicious. You would have done. Because we had a tart tatan. I mean... That was why, yeah. We Oh yeah, we had the, I've eaten your save one, but I've also eaten your apple one as well. And they're both good. I love a tart tatan. It's one of my favourite things to make. I never got to make it in the tent. And I'd like to I'd like to think they eliminated me because they knew I was gonna win that week. Yes, I think so. <laughs> right, on to Is It Rude Twos. Are we ready for this? We're ready. Is it rude to <laughs> give yourself the larger portion if you're the person who's made it? Oh. That's difficult. I think you deserve it. Yeah, because that's what I was my first thought was, do what you want, you've made it. That's true. It depends on your placing in front of them or not. Oh, as Chief Justice, I've never had quite such a difficult, <laughs> a difficult question. What I usually do, my thing is not usually the size. It's more, you know, when you like portion it and one slops onto the side, and you kind of push it back into the middle. Mm. I wouldn't give that to them. I try to serve them the nicest one. I think what I tend to do is serve up in front of them and be like, you choose. Oh, that, that is the least rude thing to do. Let them choose. Do there slightly different sizes deliberately and then let, let them choose their so size. So Chief Justice says, not necessarily, but here's a better way of living. <laughs> How good would it be if judges did that in court? <laughs> right, next one. Is it rude to ask to share a table with a stranger at a crowded cafe? No, that's fine. So, developed on this one though, I don't know who wrote this in, but my friend was in a cafe and she had a table, it was a busy cafe. Someone came in and asked to share the table. Then, someone came in they were having a meeting with and they said, Oh, is it okay? Can you move off this table? We're having a meeting. She was like, this was my table. That is rude. Okay, next one. Is it rude to change the thermostat slash radio station in someone else's car? Ooh, I think yes. I think it's rude to start twiddling someone's knobs. Without permission. Yeah, you haven't yeah, you can do it with their permission. If you ask for permission to twiddle a knob, that's absolutely fine. Twiddle away. Twiddle away, but with consent. <laughs> yes. And that's the title of this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of you who have made it this far in this episode. This means you are true Sticky Bum Boys and not just the seasonal listeners. We love you the most. But they might also just be the seasonal listeners who've just subscribed. 
Well, the ones who haven't subscribed don't deserve our ramblings. They're also not listening. So, dear listeners, do please keep listening. This podcast has essentially become a service for the elderly. I haven't told David before, but it's actually a geriatric buddy scheme, and Alex and I have signed up to keep Lonely David company each and every week. Oh. So, please continue to send in your stories, questions, and anything you want to stickybunboys at gmail.com or on our socials at stickybunboys. Otherwise, we simply won't have anything to talk about. Are you leaving now? Yes, David. It's time. We'll be back next week. Shall I tuck you in now? Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. We're very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.